Blog Talk Radio. This is Marty Oakley of the PPJ Gazette Online, and this is the TS Radio Network. It's January 24th, 2022. Do you know where your rights went? We're going to be talking tonight about a very touchy subject, and one I have touched on before in part um, on some other shows that I've done. And one of the things John's going to be talking about tonight is this hidden agenda that's going on and what effect it's going to have on you. There's several of them, apparently, and we're going to be discussing those. And also, um, the massive profits being made through the accelerated deaths of not only the elderly, but also the chronically ill and various other segments of the population. There is big money in the death market and the selling of body parts. Um, We have done extensive work on this. And people say, oh, no, that they don't do it. Yes, they do do that. Um, a good arm and shoulder bone can be worth $7,500. A full corpse can be worth upwards of 15000 We have researched all of this. It, it, a severed head, $5,000. They sell the whole body. They'll sell parts of the body. They'll sell organs. Brains, of course, and hearts are of particular interest, and this is why the Supreme Court is not going to overturn Roe v. Wade. There is big, 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 big money in abortion. Um, You notice the right on this uh, has been pretty much quiet about this, and it's because many of them are also invested in the same companies that run this kind of business. This is why we got partial birth abortions. Uh, We got full-term abortions. Uh, We have nurses and some doctors reporting that babies are left laying in a tray until they die once they're born. These babies are worth a fortune. If you remember the guy, I think his name was Gresham, there in Pennsylvania, uh, was running one of these clinics. And... When they went in there, they said there was blood up the walls all over the floor, and they found baby feet in jars, in liquid, and other things, other parts. And this is what he was. This is how he was making his money. They're selling. They found a way to make money off of us even after we die. Last year, I had Barry Taub on from Alabama, and he was a mortician. He'd been in business 30 years, and the company he worked for, he started noticing when the bodies came in. They were missing like bones and tendon. Um, They had been eviscerated. Uh, The internal organs were gone. And if any of you know anything about this, when they harvest organs in order for them to be usable and transplantable, the patient has to be alive. And what they do, um, we've had doctors on the show about this, is they give them a paralytic, just like they do in executions. It isn't that they are laying there. They don't feel anything, and that's the easy way. They're given a paralytic 
so that they can't cry out, they can't move, they can't do anything, but they have the full experience of pain. The same thing happens with organ transplants harvesting. The patient is alive. They are given a paralytic and they begin harvesting the organs. And if the organs are deprived of oxygen for two minutes or more, they're worthless as far as transplanting goes. Also in our DMVs, you've got a little box that says, I want to be an organ donor. And if you don't check it, you think you're not one. Wrong. Go to the DMV. There's a special card you have to fill out at every DMV across the country saying you do not want to be an organ donor. Checking or not checking that thing on that driver's license means nothing. They've got us all earmarked for how much they can make off of us when we're dead. I guess it wasn't enough just to, you know, kill us off. We need to make some money on this. When we look at hospice, almost $30,000 a month for a hospice patient. They can move that bed three times in a month, make it close to $100,000. And so it behooves them to get you out of there as quickly as possible. Hospice under Obamacare was given an infusion of cash of $1.5 billion to go from Good Samaritan to the Grim Reaper. They routinely call for futility of care, which means all medical treatment for any reason whatsoever is stopped. They then redefined food and water as medical treatment, not as a human necessity or right, but as medical treatment. It's the first thing they withhold in hospice. And then they begin the drugging. But there, there is so much more to this. We've done so many shows on hospice. And they are murdering people right in front of their families. And this is what hits them hardest when this process is over. When they realize what actually happened was they murdered them right in front of us. And we didn't know what they were doing. But this is there's a whole market in dead people. And you have to understand that. And there is so much going on that we aren't aware of, intentionally not aware of. And so we're hoping tonight this show will expose some of that, give you something to research and think about. And that is, I think, probably one of the most important things about this. Please do your own research. And if you come up with a different conclusion than we have, let us know. We'll talk to you about it. And with all of that... I'm going to turn this show over to John, who's my co-host for this evening, John LaCron. How you doing, John? Good evening, Marty. Oh, we're going to yes. go down a lot of different uh, proverbial holes. We ain't going to limit ourselves yes. to just that part of it. You know, we, as people, you know, when uh, we were busy talking about Obamacare before it passed, we knew that that was one seventh of the economy and that ladies right. and gentlemen is not a one seventh and yet there was an individual recently who just did some calculations and he says oh no it's higher than that because where they say one seventh he started bringing in other areas of the medical field that would not have been counted Things like individuals that do um, financial statements, people that are busy doing paperwork, you know, the local janitor, all of these extra people that are contributing to the medical field. So it's even higher than that proverbial number, folks. 
But here are some areas I need everybody to think. You're going to want to write these down, folks, because these are more than just the obvious. We're going way above that. We know they were giving money for every quote-unquote COVID death. We know that. That's public record. They haven't hid that little detail, nothing. And they even incentivized the doctors to sit there and put down COVID as cause of death. Okay. I mean, we're not talking chump change here. We're talking tens of thousands of dollars per dead body. In other words, it was profitable to actually murder. One of my friends lost her father several months ago. And one of the family members was actually successful in getting to see him before they kicked her out. They, somehow she got through. She saw a terrified man tied down, things stuffed down his throat, not wanting to be there. That was a murder, and she could do nothing about it. And believe me when I say it, it traumatized the family. It is profitable these days to murder people as long as it's done by doctors and nurses. Now, here's another little detail. We now have all these doctors and nurses that are either getting out of the industry because they say, oh, no, we're not participating in this fraud or we're not going to take that injection. There's a lot of different reasons these doctors and nurses are leaving. The ones that are staying have an incentive to carry on. But here's the caveat. They're being replaced, in addition to that, by United States Army, Navy personnel as well, Marines, all that. If they have medical skills, they are going into several locations. And again, there was an incident there. I was listening to one lady says, I quit my job because I would not take the injection. She was a nurse. And she was replaced by somebody from United States Incorporated, whether it was Army, Navy, it doesn't matter, National Guard, didn't matter. The individual that replaced her wasn't injected either. This is about placing people in these locations. And we have to recognize that they have literally destroyed the locals. Because, again, I want everybody to think about something. Let's say you've been attending the same physician for several years. That physician knows you. He's less likely to murder you than a complete stranger is. That's a fact. But while Marty's talked incredibly with all these individuals about hospice and all this other crap over the years, we're actually going to go down some different rabbit holes. And I'm going to show you in areas that people don't think about. And you need to, because I'm telling you right now, the repercussions of these dominoes is not going to be fully comprehended for at least another 15 to 20 years, years before we fully comprehend what was done. First of all, insurance companies, whether we're talking life insurance or health insurance. Now, we have already heard a life insurance company is denying payouts for anybody who got the injection and killed over debt. 
Why? Because they consider that to be a self-termination. They say to themselves, okay, this individual committed suicide. Now, why did they say that? Well, simple, because there's all this information out there that says, you know, this is kind of dangerous, and one of those things that can happen to you is a thing called death. Now, Marty and I have been all over this hoax and the fact that this is about terminating a high percentage of the population through these injections. Some of them are going to survive because they're running different experiments on them, turning them into walking and talking cryptocurrencies, doing all kinds of testing, if you will. But here we have to think about that because there's going to be families that were dependent upon that amount of money coming in from insurance to carry on. Spouses, young people, and there's nothing there. What do you think of the lifestyle of those orphans, folks, or that widow, folks? And yes, I know a lot of times it's, you know, when you're pair bonded, the husband and the wife get it, a boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. Yes, I get that too. But remember, not all these injections are death shots. Some will just control group. Other ones, it will take longer so you can't point a finger. We already know that cancer is one of the big things that's starting to blow up right now. And it's not going to stop. Again, things that make you go, hmm. But we've talked about this incredibly over the last couple of years, long before this injection came out into the public. This should not be something that is news to regular listeners here. Next, who's going to profit? Well, you're going to have an army of attorneys that are going to do very well for themselves because now you're going to have estates going up, and it's going to be a gold mine for them. And these attorneys are going to be all over these areas, especially if they didn't have, you know, things like wills and a plan after they were gone. And keep in mind, folks, so many people are dying in their teens, their 20s, and their 30s now. Forget the 40s, 50s, 60s. Their teens, their 20s, and their 30s. Again, how many of you suspect that they might have a little bit stored away? Maybe they did buy that house. Still maybe probably paying the mortgage on it. But the point of the matter is this. The attorneys are going to be in there to take a high percentage of it. And if there's no will, oh, that's going to be all kinds of drama. All kinds of drama. Coincidence in what these people have done. They knew what they were doing. Moving on to the next domino. We already know online retailers are banking good. They are banking well. Why? Because the online crowd got the upper hand over people that had mom and pop shops. Now we know that small businesses represented 75% of all new hires. Three out of four new employees 
got that from a small business, not a corporate giant. What did they do? Well, Marty and I have covered this subject till we're blue in the face. They murdered those businesses as well. They murdered those businesses. What kind of dominoes you think that had? Most business owners have all their capital tied up into that business. Some of them have been family-owned business for generations. And all of a sudden, boom, they are told, you must close your door. And Marty and I have covered this, and Marty's always happy to talk about it. We have destroyed the basis of a stable society, which is small business people. And the people that had the work ethic and the drive to build those businesses. You think that most of those people are going to be chomping at the bit to go back into business knowing that they can be shut down again at any time? Even if they, quote unquote, open the state back up? No, folks. They were crushed like a grape in a wine vat. They smashed these small businesses. Meanwhile, the online retailers, Amazon, others, are rocking it. Their profits are going through the roof. Now, we know all the quote-unquote billionaires have watched their wealth skyrocket. That came from Main Street, folks. That came from Main Street. Next... And this one shouldn't be any kind of a surprise. The bankers. The bankers. You have to realize that the bankers have been in a very precarious position for decades. We've had to have several quote-unquote bank bailouts, which is nothing more than, oh, the bankers are demanding some more extortion money. We better pay up because if they pull the plug... Our whole system goes down. Yeah, folks. Now, we know these bankers are going to come into these estates and just start picking them off. Somebody was paying a mortgage, now they're dead. Guess what? The mortgage doesn't get paid. What does that contract say? Oh, you turn that property over to the bank in one of those two documents you filled out. And by the way, I cannot stress this enough, folks. You need to look at those documents. You're not borrowing money, contrary to what these people say you're doing. You're filling out paperwork, and they're turning around and selling it into the market. They've already been paid. Now they're going to get paid twice when you pay back the quote-unquote loan. Don't pay it back, no problem. They got the collateral anyway in the form of a house because you will make a down payment on that before they even think about giving you some cash. But again, if you think your own property, what does it say? It calls you a tenant, which makes you a renter. Marty and I have covered this over and over again, so again, shouldn't be any kind of surprise. But I've talked about vulture capitalism. Marty has talked about vulture capitalism. This is a business model. Do you think they've changed the business model in the last couple hundred years? Not even close. They've just gotten better at it. And they bribe more politicians. And instead of putting bankers in jail, they're getting big bonuses. Even as they're destroying that fiat currency, 
by mass producing. Folks, do you realize how much, quote-unquote, money has been produced in the last two years since this hoax came out? Do you have a clue? You think all that hyperinflation, and it is hyper, 15% inflation is a real number, folks. Now, it's not super hyper. It's not at 50 or 100 or 200%, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Why? Because all fiat currencies always, always, always find their intrinsic value eventually. And that intrinsic value is what? A big, fat zero. One of the YouTubers I listen to on a regular basis talked about the fact that his suppliers, he's in retail, his suppliers are raising their prices, not by 5%, not by 10%. He first mentioned it a few months back, about 30%, but this was just one or two. Well, folks, it's not one or two anymore. It's growing exponentially. And do you think that they're going to keep that to themselves simply by saying, okay, well, I'm going to take it in the teeth? Oh, no. These business owners can't take it in the teeth. So they're going to pass those additional costs to buy that wholesale product onto the consumer. That's you and me, folks. Next. Social insecurity. When I was fairly young man, three decades ago, one of the things I did was an intense study on social security. Oh, and by the way, folks, just in case you didn't realize it, they vote on American social security over in the English parliament. Now, you know, you've heard me and Marty talk about the fact that there's direct tie-ins to all of this, but hey, you know, and I should a direct link a direct link to that page a couple times on my Facebook. You think you've got a private enterprise? You think United States Inc. isn't controlled? Marty and I talked all about it all the time. Washington, the district of criminals. What is a district? Something smaller of a bigger thing. Well, yeah, John, but it represents America. No, folks. It is a city-state part of a triad that tentacles have reached off and crossed borders in the whole world, the nice, loving, caring society that we pretend to be. We're Nazi Germany 2.0. And I don't care who that offends. I don't. Why? Because the truth sometimes hurts. We know for a fact that the Russian Revolution was financed by New York bankers, again with ties to the Vatican, but that's a different story. We know that Nazi Germany headquarters was in New York, New York, with direct ties to the Bush crime family. But again, keep believing it was in Berlin, Germany. Stay in your perpetual state of ignorance. Anyway, back to the point of Social Security. Well, folks, it was bankrupt 30 years ago when I was young. You think it's gotten better? No. 
See, that's a savings program. If a private company had done what these politicians did, which was raid the Social Security Fund and exchange it with their worthless bonds, those CEOs, the CFOs would be in jail. But since it's the United States Incorporated, the biggest corporation in this geographic area, it's okay to steal from the people. Well, guess what? It's over. The dominoes are falling. Counting on social insecurity to take care of you in your old age, good luck with that. You know, I remember when I was a kid, 14, 15 maybe, so we're talking almost 35, 38 years ago. There was a running joke going on. The joke was this. They asked my generation, Generation X, which do you think is going to happen first? An alien drops down and introduces himself on your front lawn, or you're going to get a Social Security check. Now, I'm very proud to say that most of my Generation X had little trust of their quote-unquote government, and they made the right choice. They expect to meet an alien before they get their first social insecurity check. Maybe you'll get something. Maybe some of you already have. You will note that it doesn't buy much. You think it's going to get better at 15% inflation? Where retailers are raising, or the wholesalers are raising the cost of their product by 30%? Do you think it's going to get cheaper for you? You think that's not going to have some very serious domino effects? Trust me, folks. I've known people that are living off of this pathetic amount of money. Although I don't even call it money. 12 United States Code 411, United States quote-unquote Federal Reserve notes. The private banking script. They're worthless. They're a negotiable debt instrument and a liability to the United States Corporation. But again, I'm getting off track here. The point of the matter that I'm making here is this. It's already too difficult. It's not going to get easier. And as they continue to implode this economy, as they continue to buy up everything that's not nailed down that has real and tangible value... They're going to turn more and more people into renters because what's the first thought that when people go broke? Uh-oh, what can I do? Well, I've got some equity in my house, so yeah, we're going to have to sell the house, honey. That brings in our next group. Go ahead, Marty. Did you want to say something? Yeah, I did. One of the things, too, that's devastated Social Security started back under uh, Newt Gingrich when he was screaming about the Social Security Compact and putting a lockbox on Social Security. Social Security, the interest on it, was used to finance the Vietnam War. It was never paid back. They weren't supposed to do that anyway. And then with when it came to the Iraq War, they got into the, not only the interest, but the principal on Social Security and took almost $14 billion out of it to finance that war. The second thing that happened there was Condoleezza Rice was sent to China. China wouldn't loan us any more money. 
because we were already so indebted to them, and that's going to be part of the growing tension between us and China. So Condoleezza Rice hypothecated all of our assets to get them to loan us money. Now, what that means is, hypothecation means is, they took your assets, your property, your labor, and put it up as collateral. When the president stands up and says, uh, we borrowed money or we did this on the good faith and credit of the people of the United States, what he's telling you is, we put your stuff up, up for collateral. And the downside of that was that if we defaulted, which we already have, even on the interest payment, they could come in and seize under eminent domain property. <clears throat> and they have begun doing that. Um, most of the, I think it was 50 or 60% of all of our home mortgages are owned by China. And then they have that um, uh, trade center out there uh, in Ohio or Idaho uh, that where they can bring in their own employees without going through customs to work and live there. And if they do that for two years and they get citizenship and they get to walk out, the U.S. government, neither can the uh, local police, sheriff's department, or marshals go in there unless they're invited. They don't pay any taxes until the products they are producing leave the free trade zone. In uh, the state of Missouri, there's a big trucking terminal there that when you enter it, there's a big banner across the top that says you are entering sovereign Mexican territory. We have 26 of these free trade zones. These were set up because we owe money, lots of it, more than can be repaid. And like I say, they put up all your assets, your work, the hypothecation to guarantee this massive loan from China so we could blow up another country. And Social Security got hit hard. They also came out and said here two years ago, maybe three, that Social Security was in such bad shape, they had to borrow a billion and a half dollars to keep it solvent. And that was because they'd taken so much out of it. But the main reason they borrowed the billion and a half was to fund child support recovery under Title 4D. Of Social Security. They administer it, but they don't. That's all they do. They're basically the bookkeeper and the, the accounts payable. And it, it, that, that fund has been misused. Um, New Gingrich, of course, called for, you know, uh, putting a lockbox on it. There always was before. But even that's gone away. Uh, they don't even talk about that now. It's, oh, what are we going to do? So the the offside, what they decided to do, since they don't have any money without taking more money from the people they stole it from to begin with, killing us. They're getting rid of us. And that's part of what I believe is going on here. Our own government owns owes its own people so much money. They have no choice either to pay us or kill us, and they're killing us. Those are my thoughts. Yes, this is the truth, folks. And when you're going to sit there and go down this proverbial rabbit hole, I'd like to tell you that it's a wonderful place that we come out at. But no, it's not. There's going to be a lot more pain and suffering before this finalizes. Now, the criminal class isn't going to get away with this in long term. We know that. But for the moment, they're doing a fairly good job. But their narrative is finally starting to fall apart. Too many of us have been woken up. 
too many people like Molly and me have been screaming from the rooftops for years and with messages are finally getting some traction. Anyway, so we've already talked about social insecurity, but we haven't talked about other governmental enterprises, states, cities, counties. Guess what? Their pension liability is also to the roof. What happens when their employees, their former employees, keel over dead? Well, guess what? <laughs> Unless they have to spend. You see, folks, what you don't realize is there's always two sets of books. Now, they only show you the set of books. I don't care what government you're talking about. Where, oh, no, if we don't raise taxes, we're not going to be able to fund ourselves. But here's the kicker that they'll never tell you. They have private investments that are worth a fortune. Do you think taxes are even necessary? No. These private investments throwing out all kinds of cash, boatloads of it. But again, they're not going to open that up because otherwise people might sit there and say, you know what? We don't need these high gasoline taxes, these high income taxes, these taxes at all. Remember, folks, it's not about you. It never has been. You don't have anybody representing you in any of your governments, any of them. Moving on. Let's not stop at the government side of the house. Private pensions. Again, now there's less and less and less uh, businesses that have their own pension system. But you had all these retirees from the 50s, 60s, and 70s, and they still had a pension. Some of them are still even alive. Keel over dead, that liability goes away for these private pension funds. Because, again, if you've been following this conspiracy, and I've been following the financial conspiracy for multiple decades, the pensions were already in trouble 30 years ago, 20 years ago. You think it got better 10 years ago? No, folks. It got progressively worse. So how you solve the problem? Eliminate the liability. Eliminate the liability. Moving on, Big Pharma. <laughs> this shouldn't be any surprise to anybody that listens to this show. Oh, they are banking by the billions, and they're free and clear from liability. Yeah, that's true, folks. They are, according to the quote-unquote law, legal fraud. But I'm here to tell you, you think it's going to last indefinitely? Oh, no. See, as more and more families see their family members keel over dead, it starts to get a whole lot more, quote-unquote, dangerous for these people. Because there's enough out there saying, you know what? These people killed me. But I'm still alive. I got just a little time. What's going to happen? I take somebody out and they throw me in a cage for a year or two? People are murdering. They've got all kinds of incentives, and validly so, to go after these executives, to go after these, quote-unquote, 
people that act like barbarians and tyrants and worse, sociopaths and psychopaths. You think that's not going to have a repercussion on the streets? There's a reason they want you disarmed. There's a reason they don't like us being armed to the teeth as Americans. We're the last country, folks. We're the last other than uh, over there in uh, brain cramp. doesn't matter. Over in Europe, there's one. Coincidentally, it's also the Vatican's. But uh, Swiss, Switzerland. And again, that's a story for a different day. Moving on. It's also going to have repercussions for the medical industry. Think about all the expense that is going into it right now. Yeah, I know they're incentivized to murder people. I get that, and they're bankrolling. What do you think is going to happen when enough people wake up to the fraud of this kind of medicine? Think about that. You think it's going to be a long-term thing? No. People are already going back to homeopaths. And they've been doing it for a while. Now, granted, Big Pharma murdered hundreds of people in the last few years just before they rolled out these injections. We talked about it. But why? Because these good doctors and these good nurses who are using natural things to help people get rid of Big Pharma's damage would have been impeccably important in helping some of these people that are being murdered right now to maybe live a few more years. Well, we can't have that. No, that would interfere with our agenda. So before they roll it out, they execute several hundred. Now, you don't see it as murders. They die under mysterious circumstances. What other people see is mysterious circumstances, scream, execution. When I tell you folks that people like me and Marty risk our lives when we sit here and have these very real heart-to-heart conversations with you, we're not kidding. I've known several individuals who are no longer with us who were doing similar things. Some of them were murdered by cops. Some of them had, shall we say, interesting things happen to them. Some of them committed suicide, and I use that word in quotation marks. Folks, this is a scam that is so far down that rabbit hole, so deep and so dark, we can't begin to fathom, even those of us that have been studying it for decades. Moving on, your doctors and your nurses. Well, some of them have done a wonderful job in exposing the corruption. They've done a spectacular job of doing it. Others have drank the Kool-Aid. The good ones are either gone or getting pushed out. 
that's going to leave the doctor and nurses of death in these hospitals cherry-picking who they want to keep around, folks. Do you think that's good for your health if you actually have to go to a hospital? I would suggest not, going back to my opening story. Next, funeral homes and morticians, like Marty was talking about at the beginning of the show as well. Oh, they're going to be bankrolling. And it was interesting because uh, right when this mess all started, about seven or eight months into it, there was a mortician that came out and says, listen, folks, this is a scam. This is a scam. Because if the dead bodies weren't stacking up, if he wasn't seeing an increase in his clientele, There is no pandemic event 201. But what's happened now, very different thing. All of a sudden, we've got all kinds of people keeling over dead. Now, this is going to be great for funeral homes and morticians for a while. Traumatizing to families. We have young people. We have people that are still in the youthful stages of life who got injected and die of heart attacks. Okay. Marty, did you want to say something? Yes. One of the things I think is uh, they're just laying the groundwork for now, and I keep seeing little references to it here and there and everything that I read, is about how obese people seem to be particularly vulnerable, not only to the virus, but from dying from it. Um, Considering 60% of our population is considered overweight, obese, many of them morbidly so, meaning more than 20 pounds overweight. John, what I think we're going to see is a mass die-off of people who are obese. I keep seeing this, oh, they're in greater danger. Well, if it wasn't for them being so heavy, and uh, and when they got the virus, I'm just thinking this this is what's coming next. It was the elderly... Um, they've either jabbed them and they're waiting for them to die or they did die or they won't take it and now it's the obese and I just keep seeing references to this everywhere so I think that's the next plan of action is um, to take them out but that's just my thoughts go ahead well again that's a targeted group yes but uh, I'm referring to people like athletes Folks, these athletes, they go through a rigorous medical study, rigorous, long before they get into the playing whatever sport they're going to play. And then we had these mandates that says, you must get this in order to play these sports. Now, they're pretty much keeping it hush-hush. But we know for a fact that we have people from all kinds of sports, these young athletes. Some are dying, heart attacks mostly. Some have retired decades before they should have because of heart conditions. 
Folks, I'm here to tell you, heart conditions for healthy young men and young women don't come out of nowhere. And they told you that was a quote-unquote risk when you took this poison from Big Pharma. Anyway, it's going to be a gold mine for the morticians for the next several years. But what happens after the big die-off? Because it's only just started, folks. It has only just started. Now there's going to be less and less business. Although there's going to be a lot of people that decide to self-terminate. You're going to have other ones keel over dead from the stress of all this bull. And we haven't even gotten started in the hunger games that Marty and I have talked about over and over again. Are you not aware, folks, that they are controlling the food market? They're putting crops under. Bill Gates is buying up farmland, and it's not to grow things. It's to make sure that the quote-unquote useless ears keel over dead from hunger and starvation or stress. This is the level of psychopathy of these people, folks. It's not going away. When we sit here and we look at the financial system, one of the things we never talk about is this thing called derivatives. I think I've mentioned it once or twice, but I never got big into it here on the show. Okay. Derivatives are the nuclear warhead of the financial system where you have this bank and this bank over here. They do a swap deal of worthless assets. Okay. And again, it's all a domino effect. This is why they had to, quote unquote, shore up the financial system, the bankers. Okay, this is why the banks have been buying gold. This is why they're trying to get their books balanced. They look a whole lot better if they say, hey, we've got all this real estate that we've got. Yeah, that's true. They got it from somewhere. What do you think that was? Huh? See, the central bankers are gaining absolute power and control. And again, this shouldn't be any kind of a surprise. You've heard me rant and rave about the Federal Reserve for a while. You've also heard me and Marty talk about the central bank digital currency agenda that they're rolling out now. See, but I remember back circa 2003, 2004, something like that, I saw a document where the United States Corporation was asking how they should, quote-unquote, gain control of the stock market. Now, if you've been around me, you know for a while that back in 1987, after the big crash of 500 points, they created this thing called the Plunge Protection Team. And the Plunge Protection Team is, of course, a very, very important thing because it's been manipulating the stock and bond market for decades. We know this. It's not even a secret. It's all out there. You can do a search anywhere you want. We have them talking about the fact that uh, they had to come in and tap the price of silver down here a few weeks ago. Because if they lose control of the silver market, they've lost all the control. 
But again, y'all just keep on buying your Bitcoin and your other worthless cryptos. Not that silver thing that I keep harping that everybody should have several ounces and be stacking more of them. Because when this financial system does crash and it's busy crashing as we speak, you need to have something real and tangible to exchange with other people for their labor or whatever they're selling you. I can't afford gold, John, and I can't even afford silver. Well, you better learn how to grow your own food then, and you better figure out how you're going to survive in a world going to hell. Go ahead, Marty. I'm sorry. I hit the button accidentally, John. Go ahead. Okay. Moving on. The central bank digital currency is the perfection of the slave system. The Federal Reserve did a great job of implementing the major steps that were necessary. And Marty talked earlier about hypothecating people and their assets and turning it over to the Chinese. Well, the Chicoms aren't the first to get those assets. Marty and I have talked about it extensively. Franklin Delano Roosevelt, today is a day of national consecration. The first words out of his mouth when he took the oath of office the first time. And again, I remind everybody, you won't find that on the printed versions. It's not there. But you sure will if you go and you listen to him give the speech on YouTube. Nation is not the country. It's the corporation. Consecration means you're working for the church. Vatican banking Rothschild, one each, folks. Again, this isn't a surprise to anybody that's listened to any of us give these speeches before on this show. We're here trying to do two things, folks. Educate you to what's going on long before general people figure it out. Even a lot of the conspiracy analysts I know don't hear much of what I talk about. You're actually blessed when you come and join Marty and me on these talks because you're getting the very best I can offer you. And why are we doing this? Because number two, we're trying to save your life. We're trying to keep from seeing this entire system completely obliterate and cause damage far beyond what we can control. Now the crime syndicate is doing the crime syndicate is doing their controlled demolition. We know that. But the controlled demolition of what they've accomplished so far is not the hell that I've seen and I've heard of firsthand. We know about the Weimar Republic. We've seen more modern examples where it's cheaper to throw the money into a furnace than to buy cordwood with it because you can't buy the cordwood anymore. And what's their argument? Oh, we can, we've got this thing called the printing press and we can just produce more. Well, it takes more and more and more of those more and more worthless dollars, quote unquote, Federal Reserve Note Negotiable Debt Instruments, 12 United States Code 411, to quote unquote pay for things. And remember, you can't pay for anything if it's a debt instrument. You can't pay a debt with a debt. Doesn't work, folks. 
But you see, our entire system is built on this model of a debt-bait system. This whole system is built on the debt model. We've been able to manipulate through the use of the dollar. We've exported our inflation to other countries, which has, of course, decimated them. We had the petrodollar for years, and that's, of course, since collapsed. That was where we were insisting that the uh, Saudis uh, sell their uh, oil in using only dollars. So people had to turn around, buy dollars to turn around and buy oil from OPEC. And believe me, the bankers didn't treat the Saudis or the Middle East any better than they treated us, folks. But again, we don't have time for that. After destroying all these small businesses, that, of course, destroyed people's budgets that own businesses. But you think it was just the business owners that got their budgets demolished? Oh, no, folks. If you look at your own individual budget, your budget, and you look at it from a perspective of being some of a business, because, again, the government considers you to be a business anyway. That's why your name is in all capital letters, corporation, but that's beside the point. Most people have not done very well. Most people haven't. Again, the more and more desperate people get, two things happen. The less they're able to critically think, the less they're able to qualify and do their own research as some of the deeper truths that we expose here on this show. And the more stressed they are. And we've talked about this. Trauma-based mind control. It's a redundant subject with me, but I talk about it all the time because this trauma-based mind control works. Cocaine Importing Agency, a.k.a. the Criminals in Action, they knew this. Special Forces, they're taught all of this. They're taught how to overthrow governments. They're taught how to do the mind control thing. Game, folks. This is why I remind everybody the word government comes from two Latin words, gouverneur and mente. Gouverneur, where we get the word to govern. And government, it means control. And mente, mind. Mind control. But I need a corporate master, John. I have to have somebody tell me what to do for birth down death. Okay. And I feel bad for you and sorry for you. But if I don't vote for my slave master, the other guy's slave master is going to treat me worse. I get that. So learn to live outside that system. Does that mean hardships? Yes. Does that mean maybe your quality of life isn't as best as you would want? Yeah. What is more important to you, though? To your integrity? Or your standard of living where you don't even own anything because you're living as a slave in a slave planet I'll leave that question to you all for the decide for yourselves these injections are also going to affect all transplants 
I like to point out that if somebody got injected and kills over dead, whatever they injected into that man or that woman or boy or girl is going to be in that thing that gets transplanted. So even if you didn't get that injection, guess what? You have to get a body part. Now they got it in you. Something to think about, folks. Even something as simple as, quote-unquote, blood transfusions would now scare the daylights out of me. Now, we also know that several things have happened with regards to those, quote-unquote, tests. First of all, we know the tests are BS because the creator of the test said that they couldn't do what they're doing with it. Again, that doesn't matter. He was long dead by a few months before they rolled out Event 201. They were just either waiting for him to die or they killed him. I don't know which. He was up there in age. But he was looking pretty healthy a few months before he died. And I've known a few other individuals that looked pretty healthy before they died. They also murdered a young woman. She had a young baby, a young son, daughter. I can't remember which one. She used to work for Big Pharma. She came out explaining how all of the scams with regards to the injections were. She was threatened. She was warned to shut up. She was physically threatened more. Her home was invaded. They left her a final message. And she magically winds up dead a few months later. But y'all just keep believing that these people in big pharma and big government love you. They would never do this to us. We're not the Nazis. Uh-huh. Copathy is a real problem, folks. And the amount of psychopaths running around in government, in the police departments, in the sheriff's departments, is so rampant, you can't begin to fathom. See, I've met the psychopaths. They reside in places where they have absolute control. They love that absolute control. You think it's going to be easy to survive what they're doing to us? Not even close. But if you're somewhat prepared, you can help not only get you and your family through this, but maybe help your neighbor down the street. And if all of us get together, this stuff can end today. You've heard me say it again and again. doesn't even take violence. Just stop consenting to the tyranny. But, but, but then they're going to look at me as being a sovereign citizen. That's called the king slave, but anyway, that's beside the point. But, but. But we just had the one individual, the number two in charge over there at the uh, judicial part, say that uh, if we disagree with government, that makes us terrorists. Folks, I told you time and time again, again and again, if I'm, uh, if I'm not on 20 government watch lists, I am failing miserably. Kiss my tailpipe, you scumbags in government. Sorry, Marty, I had to put that in for those people listening, because I know they listen to us. They listen to us and know what we say are true, yet will they stop doing what they're doing? No. They would rather enslave themselves and their own families. 
and just a little reminder to the criminal class. Once your usefulness is done with, the criminal class will eliminate you too. They will eliminate you too. Military, you're just puppets for foreign military functions, foreign policy. Think they care about the fact that you watch your buddy die in your arms? No. Think they give a damn that you psychologically damaged, traumatized from the wars? No. Think they care that your wife took away the young people or the husband took away the young people while you were off, quote, unquote, fighting for my country? Bankers. All wars are bankers' wars. Again, you've heard me say that a thousand times, but again, that's beside the point. They don't. You're just useful for whatever they need to throw you out when they're done with you. They're selling the DNA that they're accumulating from people also. Well, John, they already had that DNA. They got it when you were born. We know that. Yeah, they do. But they don't have your DNA from 30, 40, or 50 years later. Oh, let's take a look at what they've got. Oh, look this. This He's borderline diabetic. Oh, looks like he's got cancer, and they'll know before you do. You know what they can do to kill you. Mm-hmm. Another little detail, folks. When they had this little situation where renters didn't have to pay their landlords. Oh, it was great. No, it wasn't. Wasn't good at all because your average landlord isn't some corporation. It's about to be. It's about to be, but it wasn't. Most of them, again, were owned by the average man or woman down the street who had a few extra dollars every month that they were putting toward the mortgage payment, and your rent payment was helping to pay that mortgage. But I can tell you from personal experience when all of a sudden I got slammed with all of my mother's bills, it doesn't work very well. It doesn't work very well. So the banks got to come in and buy all those properties for nothing. The corporations get to buy it all for nothing. And who gave the power to these criminals to even say and do that? Huh? Because that was a contract that these renters signed. I agree to pay you this sum of money, quote unquote, every month in order to live on your land and your property, quote unquote. Remember, you don't own anything, slaves. You're just a tenant. Sometimes as a tenant, you can run out to other tenants. Picture is this. They got crushed. That real estate's on the market, too. Getting bought up with all these worthless dollars that are being created. You will own nothing. You will be spied upon. And you'll be happy! According to the psychopath over at the World Economic Forum... Uh huh. Yeah, well, folks, if you think the corporations are going to be nice to you, I got a newsflash for you. They won't. Who would you rather deal with? 
some guy that's got some properties and go to him and say, listen, man, I had a really bad week. Bad month, something happened that, you know, I can't pay right now, but I'll get you caught up. Okay, I get it. You think you're going to get that mercy from a corporation? Good luck with that. Going back to what Marty said earlier in the show, talking about the Chai Coms. There was a video that came out a lot of years ago called The Chinese Professor. It's about one minute. Kind of hard to find it being, uh, you know, manipulating the search algorithms. It used to be easy to find on YouTube. Now it's much harder. But I'd encourage everybody to watch that video and look at the date that it was published. And everything that Chinese professor said was not only accurate then, all those years ago, it's still active and even more so obvious now in 2022. We've talked a little about about the manipulation of the stocks and the bonds and how you think you own stocks or you think you own bonds. No, folks, you don't. You don't. It calls you a beneficiary. It doesn't call you a stockholder. See, they used to send out stock certificates to you. If you owned a share in a stock, they would send you a certificate that says, hey, here's your share of GM or Ford or whatever you were investing in. Do you think that happens now? No. Why? Because it's all by the corporations. Not you. Now you get the benefits of a quote-unquote share. Maybe you get a little pittance every so often, every quarter or something for, you know, payment. Maybe the value of the stock goes up or down a little bit. And again, remember that stuff's manipulated. They want to kill a company. That company can be rock solid. Rock solid. And they can kill it dead. And I've seen them do it to some of the biggest organizations out there. So that corporations like J.P. Morgan Chase could survive. Bank of America could survive. They had to have their sacrificial lamb. So what they did is they killed the business, came in and bought the assets for pennies on the dollar, and left the quote-unquote taxpayers to pay for it. Yeah. Welcome to your financial fraud center, folks. Bonds, what happens in bonds in 15% inflation? They become worthless pretty quick. If you're investing in bonds nowadays, they're paying you one, one and a half percent maybe. Meanwhile, you're losing purchasing power of 15% a year. Shadow stats. But that's okay. We've talked about the fact that what they've been playing is this little game, this shell game. The banks will come in. These bonds, they'll buy them up. After producing them, turn around and destroy them again. Tend that there's a bond market. There hasn't been a bond market that's been legit in ages. Because you can't find a sucker that's that stupid. 
other than maybe the guy on the street who thinks, well, my grandmother invested in bonds and she died a millionaire. Yeah, that was back when there was a whole lot less garbage going on in Wall Street. Folks, your republic hasn't been around since its founding. It became more and more and more obvious as the decades went by. I've explained it again on this show how the whole system works. Explained how you had a new constitution after the War of Northern Aggression in 1868. You know, big believer in Lysander Spooner, folks. The Constitution of No Authority, No Treason. Mm-hmm. He wasn't wrong. I'd like to tell you that things are looking higher and people are waking up, and that's a good thing. There are people being held accountable. That's a good thing. But it is nowhere near what it needs to be. And we have a long road to go and a lot of pain and suffering to go through. Which is, again, why I remind everybody, invest in food, invest in seeds, invest in water purification systems. Oh, and by the way, I was talking about that uh, 30% increase. That was Berkey, folks, that announced that it'll go into effect in February. Hint, hint. So if you want to save 30% out the starting gate, buy one in the next few days. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a real game. This is a war that I've been reminding everybody was declared on each one of us before we even got out of diapers. We've been living in a perpetual state of warfare our entire lives. You say, well, John, I've never been in combat. Ladies and gentlemen, I have never seen as much trauma created as what I'm watching happen right now. Trauma-based mind control. Men and women are running around shell-shocked. They're running around scared, and they don't even know going on. Again, This is why I teach you folks what's really happening so that you can get your mind right. If you think and know what's going on and react accordingly, not only can you save yourself a lot of heartburn, heartache, and grief, you will probably save not only your lives, but the lives of some of your friends and neighbors. Knowledge is power, folks, and it has never been more important than right now to have the knowledge. Right now, you need to have that knowledge. Make sure that you apply it. Knowledge and wisdom are two different things. You can have the knowledge, but if you don't apply it, it means nothing. I heard a definition of wisdom once. Wisdom is knowledge applied. Ding, ding, ding. I've given you folks a whole bunch to think about. Prepare for the worst. No Boy Scout model. Be prepared. But here's the other thing that I remind everybody. 
the crime syndicate doesn't have this wrapped up. It's not all done for them. They wouldn't censor the hell out of us if they already had it won. And every day goes by, more and more people are waking up. You are not alone, ladies and gentlemen. Never forget that. You have the power. It's on you, though. Don't put your faith and trust in government agents. Don't put your faith and trust in other people. You have to put your faith and trust in the one individual that you know best, and that's yourself. Best wishes. Back to you, Marty. Yeah, um, you know, the whole thing is we have been set up, but we are at the phase of all of this now where, for one thing, there's too many of us, according to the government, according to globalists, there's too many on the globe. So we've had campaigns of sterilization, basically in northern Africa, for the most part. Uh, Three years ago, they sterilized two million uh, young teenage girls and boys. And then last year, they got caught. They sterilized another half a million Kenyan children with a uh, unneeded tetanus vaccine. In the case for those of you that you know, you get a the tetanus virus comes from the intestines of horses. Ask yourself how many horses are running around northern Africa. Why would they need a tetanus shot? Well, anyway, nobody really does unless you deal with things here. But anyway, so they've had this. We did this in the Philippines in 1954 when they first started testing it out. And along about 1956, after a battery of free vaccines, they... um, noticed that the birth rate had dropped uh, seriously, and they were trying to figure out what was going. They backtracked it. It was the vaccines. It had a chemical in it that uh, stopped the hormone that's necessary to produce a pregnancy from making its little journey and sealing the deal. We did the same thing to them again in 2003. Went over there, free vaccines. Uh yes. And they noticed people were dying at an alarming rate. It was the vaccine, but we don't talk about that. India. Bill Gates' free polio vaccine has caused an epidemic of vaccine-induced polio, which they call, (laughs) what is it, flaccid paralysis, which is polio, but we can't call it that. It's vaccine-induced polio, far more virulent than the wild strain is just ravaging India and Northern Africa. In India, half a million children either dead or crippled from the vaccine. In Nigeria, 8,000 kids either dead or crippled from the vaccine. Right now, India has um, a, well, I shouldn't say, there are people in India who have sued Bill Gates and the Indian government. The Indian government has a $42 billion lawsuit against Bill Gates. This man is dangerous. hes I don't know what he is. I don't know how you would categorize him. He's just a serial killer in my estimation. He just doesn't want any blood on his own hands. But if you do it for him, that's fine. John, you're right. He is by right now. He owns somewhere right around 300,000 acres of prime agricultural land in this country. 
one of the places he's acquiring this is the USDA's decades-long assault on black farmers, two and a half million acres taken from them in the last decade, and denied loans, denied grants, denied programs that are available to white farmers. There's a big battle over that. We'll be talking more about that on Thursday night. Uh, once a month, I do a show with Lawrence Lucas, and we address this issue, what's been done to these people. But this is where Gates is getting a lot of his land. He coughs some money up to the folks at USDA. They foreclose on one of these black farmers, or several of them at a time, actually. Gates swoops in and scoops up the land. Now, at the same time all of this is going on, the USDA comes out and deregulates soybean and corn. Hmm. Wonder why that would be. Well, that's because what that's what Bill Gates is going to be growing. They are also putting <laughs> um, supposedly antibiotics and spermicides into these new plants. Guess what's ahead for you? And we 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 know these things. We can see what's happening, and yet we get people go. Well, what are you going to do? Well, if you sit there, you're apparently not going to do anything. And one of the things I have noticed, especially over the last five years, and I come from a generation where college campuses were a hotbed of political change and, you know, whatever was going on. You don't see that now. And the complacency of the general population is absolutely staggering. Uh, some of the things that have been drug out in front of the public here recently is these massive protests going on like in Australia, England, all over the place. And finally, we got up off our butts and over this last weekend, they had over 100,000 people show up for the stop the vaccine mandate uh, rally. Now, while all these people are out there, they could not go into a restaurant and eat. They couldn't stay at hotels. They couldn't do anything because they didn't have a vaccine card. And um, this is this this is what this is. I think this was what struck home to everybody. This is not about your health. It is about control. It is about getting rid of as many of you as they possibly can before you storm the gates and demand back what belongs to you. They're not going to feed you. If you look at these stores, they're steadily becoming empty. We have cargo ships sitting on the East Coast and West Coast, hundreds of them. They can't offload. Why? Biden just came out here two days ago and said truckers from Canada or Mexico, unless they've been vaccinated, can't enter the country. That's your food supply we're talking about there. 75% of them protested, and many of them walked off the job. Canadians were cheering them on. Whatever is in this vaccine that isn't a vaccine, as that gentleman from Pfizer said, you have to look at it like like an onboard operating system, much like what's in your computer. We are talking transhumanism. It's not enough just to be a human being. Now you got to be part machine. And why? Because it allows them total control. They can monitor everything from your location to your heartbeat and everything in between. This is going to be a digital society 
where you only have what they give you and you won't have what they take away. And they can do it on a whim or whatever they want to. And if you think they wouldn't look at these Homeland Security, which should have never existed under any circumstances, and they have all these terrorist watch lists. When you spoke out against the government, you might be a terrorist. You you railed about TSA and the Air Force, you might be a terrorist. And you're all put on these watch lists. Over 8 million people have put on watch lists, myself included. I've never committed a crime. I've never been arrested. Nothing. Why am I on a watch list? And But this is our own government. And I don't know what else to call it because these people are not on our side. They are not part of us. They don't have the same wants, needs, and desires. They're about something else, but it doesn't include us, us common people. And it just, and John, something else. I live here in Georgia now and just outside of Atlanta. And what I'm seeing is all along, I was talking to someone else about this today. All along every main trunk highway, these 12, 15, 20 foot cement walls that are unscalable are going up. And it reminds me of a cattle shoot where they run the cattle in and then they uh, shoot them in the head and slaughter them. But this is what it looks like to me, that it, you're being boxed in so you can't get out. But something is going on here. And if anybody has a clue of what it is, but there is something, a lot of people are migrating here from D.C. I want to know why. I want to know how Tyler Perry, who was living in his car, was able to buy a former uh, military base. I want to know how that happens. Um, there's a lot of things here that um, the CDC is housed here. That's scary in and of itself. They talk about the housing market here. Uh, it can stand a 20% rise. I don't know how it could. Half the houses are empty in the, every neighborhood you go through. Apartment complexes are sitting at least a third, if not half, empty. The homeless population is massive and growing by the day. And let me get back to this again, and I've said this till this sinks into you. If this pandemic, this virus was anything at all, much less what they say it is, 59,000 homeless people dead in the middle of Los Angeles, and somehow the virus hasn't hit them. But it's so it's so uh, transmissible that we have to keep six feet apart and wear a mask. Does that make sense to anybody? And we have these massive homely, homeless populations all over the country. Whole families living in vehicles, living on the street while all these houses sit empty. Um, there's something wrong here. There's something wrong. We, um, well, we all know there's something wrong. I just wonder how much, John, the American public is going to buy of this crap before they stand, finally stand up and say, you know, that's enough. That's all. You've done everything you could. You lost. And get rid of these people. Um, I just, I, I don't even know what to say anymore. One of the things I think we need to do is quit electing these old men to the White House whether you're for Trump or Biden, either one, it makes no difference. On the one hand, you get, uh, you know, severely 
in the throes of dementia. In the other one, you have this bloated, egotistical, narcissistic, self-worshipping fool uh, that nobody should take seriously. And if you catch him in a lie, he just tells you three more to cover it up. It gets really angry, too, like most narcissists, uh, if you call him out on a lie. He just blows. But there's a lot wrong here. But I say we have got to stop electing these old men. We need fresh, new blood. But even those people are going to be groomed before they're ever allowed to even run for that office. So I don't know what's worse. But in the end, here we are. Now what are we going to do now that we know what our destination is? What are you going to do? you going to sit there and take it? What? John, did you have any final remarks? Yeah, I actually did, Marty, before you close okay. out the show, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to remind everybody just how critical Marty is to the movement. Her show is here. She explains so many things through her co-hosts and guests and all of that. And we are not sending her enough love. I'm here to tell you we're not. Again, I'm going to ask all of you that are listening to the sound of my voice, set aside a few dollars if you want real news, not this propagandized BS, because she's not on any government payroll. She's not getting thousands of millions of dollars for propagandizing you. I'm not getting anything either. We're doing this because we care about people. We want you to survive and thrive instead of get one of those people that pushes up daisies. PayPal, ppj1 at hush.com. ppj1 at hush.com. Show Marty some love, but crying out loud, she deserves it. This is not easy for her to do. This website is not cheap. And here she is on the front lines doing what the mainstream media should be doing but won't do because they're all bought and paid for. PPJ1 at hush.com. Back to you, Marty. Yeah, well, I appreciate that, but I can tell you they won't. <laughs> and then I always get the messages, oh, you're only doing this for the money. Yeah, and then there were the stories about how I was making thousands and thousands of dollars off of this. There's a truck out there, somebody. Watch for it. It's a big old semi-tractor trailer. It says Marty on the side of it, and it's full of all this cash that I'm supposed to have collected. Please give it directions to my house. We desperately need the money. With that, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. John, thank you, as always, for contributing. And we will be back. Uh, Let's see. Tomorrow night is Peggy Dupree, Betty Gosnell. We'll be talking more about USA Guardianship Task Force and the upcoming petition that's going to go to the government on making changes. So keep that in mind. Wednesday night is Betrayed by Hospice. I'll be on Thursday night with the Black Farmers and Lawrence Lucas uh, on the Whistleblower Show. And then Friday night, me and Kaz. And it's open what we're going to be doing right now. we got a lot of balls in the air. But anyway, everybody have a good evening. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you, John. And we'll talk to you next week. Good night, everyone.
Good night, world.